0: <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy
1: 22.99
2: Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty Cork
3: All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star, and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarty. On this week's show, we're going to hear from Ireland hockey star David Hart, who's currently based in Utrecht in the Netherlands. We're also going to chat to Carberry Games Development Officer and Castlehaven, senior football manager James McCarty, about what they've been doing to ensure the young people of West Cork are still getting their daily dose of GAA. But Kieran, first, let's just chat quickly about the olympic games it's looking more and more likely that they won't be going ahead this year i think it's more or less been officially announced that they're going to be postponed until 2021 earlier this afternoon the japanese prime minister had asked the ioc to postpone the games and this is obviously going to be a tough one for athletes the world over especially for us the west cork contingent but there really doesn't look to be another option at the minute because there
2: no, um, and it is official now, Jack, that they have postponed the Olympics until the 2021. And it is the right call. It 100% is is the right call. Um, the Olympics were meant to kick into life on June, tw- July 24th. And you just can't see that happening. Um, because obviously with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's brought the world to a standstill. And while a certain amount of athletes have qualified already for the Olympics... I think nearly half of those allocated spaces haven't been filled yet. So a lot of athletes haven't qualified for the Olympics. And there is no qualified tournaments and competitions for them now to qualify. So um health reasons it makes sense to qualify. It makes sense to postpone it makes sense to postpone it. Um it is the right decision. Um and it probably it's important too for the athletes, Jack know for it gives them a bit of clarity because for the last couple of weeks as they've seen other Events postponed from Formula One to Premier League to GEA to you name it, it's been postponed. Um, the Tokyo Olympics, it, they're always saying it's still going ahead, it's still going ahead. But I think we all knew it's not going to go ahead. How could it go ahead considering what's going on? So they've made the right call. They've called it now a couple of months out from it. And it allowed the athletes to
3: kind of refocus, reset. Um, so yeah, it's 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 it is the right decision, Jack and I'm going to ask you a question now which you won't have the answer to but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because obviously in 2021 the World Athletics Championships and the World Swimming Championships are both booked to take place so I know this is an impossible question to answer I've been asking you a lot of impossible questions the last few weeks but from like I'm, I'm thinking of Phil Healy specifically because she would be targeting the World Athletic Championships in a big way in 2021 so how can you see them having two Huge sporting events within uh, such a short time frame?
2: I think they will. Um, if you look at, let's say, the, the rowing for, for a second, that there will be a World Rowing Championships next year, just after the, the Olympics. And usually, when that happens, it's a World Rowing Championships for non Olympic class boats. Go back to 2016, that's when we saw Paul O'Donovan, he headed to Holland after winning silver with Gary, and then um, uh, Paul went to Holland. And he won gold in the, the lightweight men's single skull, which isn't an Olympic class boat. So it can be done like um like even after this year's Olympics I think the European championships European Athletics Championships are scheduled to take place a couple of weeks after so I think you just have to I suppose amend the calendars some bit to fit every, to fit everything in. Um I think we'll all just be glad to have sports back in the agenda, Jack, because it's just we're just what is it, second or third week now without sport and um it's just you know there's something missing for, from from our lives when we, we don't have sport. But back to the athletes for a second. And the West Cork athletes that this is affecting you mentioned Phil Healy there. She was ninety-nine point nine percent qualified for her first Olympics um this summer. Also we've mentioned a lot about the rowers. We will have two skippering rowers going to the Olympics. Um Gary and Paula Donovan and Jake and McCarthy are battling for the for the two seats there. And we also had the Boxer. Christina Desmond, who's still in with a chance of qualifying for the Olympics, so for those athletes now they've got a bit of clarity. They know the games aren't going ahead. I presume training programs and so on are going to be kind of amended and changed now to kind of to facilitate the next couple of months because then they have they have no competitions. Um, how it's going to all pan out, I don't know, Jack. In terms of the qualifying spots for next year, kind of do the points or the Let's say Phil Healy for a second, she's included a certain amount of points at the moment in the world rankings. Will those points continue into next year or what happens? Do they start again whenever it gets back to normal? We don't know, but that'll be
3: all ironed out in the next couple of months, I presume. I think an important thing to note as well is the fact that it is a postponement as opposed to a cancellation because I was actually listening to another podcast, the second Captain's podcast, earlier this week and they had New York Times based, New York Times journalist Tarek Panja on and he had a, a startling statistic really that. Basically, the Olympic Games, each each time they come round, there are around 13,000 athletes compete at the Games. Only around... Of those athletes, about 6,000 of them only get to compete at one Olympic Games. So if there was a cancellation, you're you're looking at a lot of the, 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 the Irish athletes and the West Cork athletes. This may be their one and only chance. So uh, it's great that it is a postponement because one, one year isn't a huge amount in the grand scheme of things people will still be able to as you say tailor their training programs and target 2021 with the same zest they targeted this year's Olympics and you've actually made a great point
2: there Jack because if we take the rowers for a second this the next Olympic Games the Tokyo Olympics it's it's been widely targeted that it's the last time that we will have lightweight rowing as part of the um, Olympic schedule so for the likes of Gary and Paula Donovan and Jake and Finton. This could be their last chance to win a gold medal at the Olympics. So it's really, really important that they haven't cancelled the games. They've made the right decision postponing the games. And it just goes to show that in the history of the Olympics, they've never, ever been postponed like this before, as in going back to the, the, the kind of following year. So it just highlights again, it's unprecedented times, but they've made the right decision. And I'm, I'm delighted now that the athletes and coaches and everyone knows what the story is going forward.
3: Okay, well, Kieran, one West Cork athlete who did get to compete at an Olympic Games was Kinsale hockey player David Hart, who lined out at the Rio Olympics in 2016. And just full disclosure for our listeners, this chat you had with David was recorded before the announcement that the Games had been postponed. So just bear that in mind when we play the chat with David. But he's, he's living in Utrecht. He's obviously a professional hockey player over there. And you spoke to him also about, obviously the COVID-19 crisis, and how it's affecting his life in the Netherlands.
4: It's okay. It's not like there's an actual set lockdown or anything in place just yet, but at the minute it is still feeling like you are putting yourself in isolation, not being out and about as socially active as you would have been in the past, of course. Um, There has been a bit of issue with the adhering to such measures as we would say you know there's pictures again social media has wonders of putting only the the worst case scenarios at times into the uh, public eye and it was like of Amsterdam forests and woods and parks and everything not too dissimilar to what's happening in Ireland I suppose yeah. whether it's Banna Beach or it's out you know and Kinsale or Garrettstown and like you know people are out and about and um, ultimately not really kind of listening to the advice that's being given to them but it's okay and there's a An address to the public, I think, tonight now at 7 o'clock, which is just on now, the Dutch Prime Minister, again, will be just giving his update and seeing what's going on. And from what I heard and rumours of it, just from some of my Dutch friends here saying that, depending on, obviously, the amount of numbers and, say, uh, fatalities, if they're matching up or if they're managing to control it and not let, obviously, get too too much and overpowering the the intensive care units in the hospitals, then they might need to take more uh, stricter measures, unfortunately.
2: How was a country like the Netherlands kind of set up to kind of cope with the demands of what could be coming down the line?
4: That's a great question. Yeah, I I think, to be fair, from my understanding and experience, the healthcare system in the Netherlands here is top quality, is really world-class. But again, it's probably just all about quantity really isn't it you know like just how many beds are available how many uh, intensive care beds in particular are are available do they have enough of the equipment required oxygen tanks you name it all those kind of things that are coming to the fore now in the UK and other countries who are looking to get extra brought in because they weren't really ready for the increase um, into people suffering from the coronavirus COVID-19 so uh, I think right now it's, it's hard to 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 say straight off the bat, going, Yeah, they're really prepared or not prepared, but I think for now from what I'm reading and seeing over here, they're in an okay place.
2: I suppose like COVID nineteen and what we're gonna talk about now is I suppose the impact on the sporting world and looking at the Olympics in a second, but in the grand scheme of things, it just puts everything in perspective what's happening around the world right now. When you see what's happening in Italy, Spain, across the world, it kind of it does put a lot of things in perspective, especially sport as well, David.
4: Yeah, it kind of goes to show, really, doesn't it, that you know there is no real facet in society that isn't affected by it. And of course, for ourselves who are hugely involved in sport, it it's our lives. And um, it's difficult to try and draw that perspective away from the fact you know that on a higher level and ultimately you know people's health is far more important than any sporting event or sporting show to go on or a training or, or this and that. And you just really have to figure it out. That just when you start seeing figures, facts, numbers, you know, still like my heart goes out to Italy at the minute and seeing the death toll rise constantly and each day and you're just going to yourself, I don't really care anymore that I can't go to train, you know. At the beginning, like last week, I was finding it really difficult, but right now there's a lot more important things in, in this world than sport.
2: Looking at the Olympics, so the Olympic Games in Tokyo are meant to kick off 24th of July. It's looking less and less likely that's going to, going to happen. Um... What are the options available to the IOC? I suppose there's cancellation and postponement. Are they the two main options, David?
4: They would be the main options, but I don't think the IOC have even explored or considered the cancellation, to be completely honest. Um, Some of the latest information coming out from the IOC and, again, through the powers of social media um, is stating that they're most likely the IOC has considered and will be almost accepting the fact that there will be a postponement of the Olympic Games, and now they're just trying to find the time frame of when they're going to host it. But again, reading what I did just literally ten minutes ago from a credible source, looks like they're looking as an option for 2021.
2: And I suppose f- f- from the athlete's point of view, like, and you were an Olympian back in 2016, like, if the Olympic Games were to go ahead this year, which which they won't, we think they won't. But for athletes to train and even to qualify and so on, there's so many variables up in the air at the moment. Um, For like from an athlete's physical point of view and preparation, from their mental um, preparation, this uncertainty cannot help.
4: There's uncertainty, as you mentioned, the doubts, the not being able to train to your potential or to fulfill your potential if you were to go and try and compete in an Olympic Games, which is literally less than 18 weeks away, um, 24th of July. That's basically not going to go hand in hand with what the Olympics is all about, the motto of higher, stronger, faster and all that, that would certainly not be the case. Um and I think athletes are of course trying to get their head around that. They're trying to, you know, negotiate the way through their training routines if they can, especially individual athletes who are more comfortable and more used to perhaps the training alone or kind of more in secluded areas. Um, and again, me coming from a team sport, I find that completely different than the, the the way that you're separated from teammates, that you can't train a team dynamic, you can't train set routines, you can't do anything team-based. And that's one of the hardest things as well. You know, just looking, if you look at the Irish women who have qualified with the hockey as well, for them, they're also having to train individually rather than centrally, which is really difficult at a time like this. And I think it obviously goes across and spreads throughout the world right now that a lot of uh, countries are... Um, in more kind of a severe situation than others like for example Spain Italy right now there's a complete lockdown where professional and Olympic athletes there really isn't any give in what you are allowed or not allowed to do um, but there are countries then perhaps say I've even heard today that the Indian men's hockey team are still training behind closed doors so again it all depends basically what the what, what one country is doing compared to the other and again if you're looking for equality and fair play and an even playing field for all that's unfortunately not in the equation right now the way the world is going
2: if you look at the irish wars for a second then the irish wins double that will go to the olympics we know there will be two skippering men in that boat whenever they decide that combination but with the three rowing world cups cancelled they literally have no regattas before the olympics so like you you want for the athletes to go to Olympics kind of primed and ready to perform because it's it's the greatest sporting event in, in, in the world every four years and everybody looks forward to it. So you want the athletes to be at the peak of their powers for it and that won't happen this year.
4: No, and that's really disappointing. But again, I think with the announcement that will probably be inevitable at this stage and over the coming days come out, perhaps that the IOC will say a postponement has been decided upon and agreed upon. And that would be the best case scenario right now for all those athletes who are in a bit of uncertainty. You know, they don't have the match practice. They don't have the competition. They don't have the events that you're talking about. But really also, I find it so difficult for those who haven't qualified yet. Those qualification events that have been cancelled, that have been put off. um, Some of them obviously postponed, but some are actually outright cancelled. And then the IOC has the issue of how to... Handle all of those, is a current world ranking, is it based on points gained already, in in particular in individual sports, and that's really difficult, like mentioned in the figures of, I think there's 57% of athletes have already qualified, and I know those 50%, 57%, their Olympic ticket can't be taken away from them, that's them qualified, and brilliant, that's how it should be, but it's the remaining 43, you'd have to say, you do have a huge degree of empathy towards them, and what they're going through right now.
2: It really is unprecedented, David, because the Olympic Games have never been pushed back into the following year ever before. They're always meant to be held in, the, in that calendar year. So it just shows us the severity of the pandemic that is gripping the world. But it is, like we said there, it's the right choice, I think, for, for everybody involved. Just push the Olympics back into 2021, um, let the world heal and recover and give these athletes a chance then to do what they do best next summer.
4: And it's literally because nobody knows yet. This pandemic is evolving hour by hour, day by day. And for athletes looking to try and go on to an Olympic Games a day right now, is feeling like a week. You know, if they're in isolation and they can't train and they're not into the regular normal routines, you can understand then the frustration coming from athletes with the unknown that is out there. And hopefully there will be a lot more clarity in the coming weeks to put their mind at ease.
2: David, thank you so much for joining us and take care of yourself over, mind yourself and we'll be chatting to you again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday's Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport podcast. Number one for Sport in West Cork one of
3: the biggest problems brought upon by the COVID-19 crisis is the inability of young people to get their regular exercise in with no football rugby soccer or any training for that matter allowed under social distancing guidelines people are having to get creative Kieran, we know about the game you created in your own home we spoke about it last week basketball I'm still curious as to how the NBA will feel when you start going around claiming you've created a game called basketball but what have GA clubs in West Cork been doing? Um, just to emphasise you emphasise the
2: basket and there's a hyphen between basket and ball so there is a, a stark difference there Jack um, which we'll come back to at, at a later point but um, I suppose like we've mentioned earlier unprecedented times for all sports and uh, the GA season has been suspended too. So, in fairness, to a lot of clubs um, locally that they're running different online initiatives, kind of video training programs and and the like. And the Carbury GA coaches, um, the Carbery GA GDA James McCarthy and and Paddy Crowley, they've created this kind of um online service to help to help all the clubs locally to kind of keep in contact with each other, swap um, coaching tips and so on. They've created a. A, a Twitter handle, which is Carbery G A Coaching and Games, where every day they're they're posting videos of different skills, sport, hurling and football, that young kids across West Cork can practice just to keep their their fitness level and skill levels up. Because we don't know when when anyone's going to get back on on the G A field training and playing again. So it's important to that kids kind of practice their their skills and they keep active as well because they're indoors a lot now and health and fitness and the mental well-being are so, so important. So Carberry, GA, it's a great initiative by them. Um, there's WhatsApp groups going around. They've set up, like I mentioned, the online video training sessions. They're swapping tips and advice and stuff, and it's all just bringing Carby GA together and keeping everyone fit and active. So I caught up with James McCarthy earlier and he talked me through what exactly is going on.
0: We're joined now on the Star Sport podcast by the Carby GDA, um, James McCarthy, also the Castlehaven Senior Football Manager. Um, Unprecedented times at the moment, and and the Carby GA. you've been a bit innovative and inventive with your with your latest initiative. Can you fill us a small bit in about what, what's going on at the moment, what yourself and probably Crowley have been up to?
5: I suppose, um, yeah, different times altogether since I spoke to you last. I last. What we're trying to do, I suppose, is try to communicate with the coaches um, mm-hmm. through the internet and through the uh, uh, WhatsApp groups and websites and everything, with uh, giving them ideas on what, what the kids could be doing at home. I know all the clubs are putting up loads of stuff, but we're trying to, for the clubs that ain't doing that thing, or the coaches that ain't getting it, we're giving them ideas with court players. They are doing drills or skills, so it's just a small bit of communication we're trying to do. Um, networking with the clubs from from home really is is what we can only do at the
0: moment. Because as we all know, like there's a blanket ban in all GA activities at the moment, and. We don't know when the, the kids and football players and hurlers will be back on the training fields of West Cork and beyond when this COVID-19 pandemic comes to an end, whenever that will be. So this is very important what you're doing, James. You're you're keeping kids and even players active by, I suppose, like you said, you're, you're throwing out different ideas. Even right now on... On Twitter, I'm watching the Carbery GA coaching and games. The new the, the new Twitter handle that's been set up and Party Crowdy has been putting up videos every day of different drills and so on. So it's ideas like that just to keep the kids kind of kind of supposed to, training away and and tipping away because they're not able to train at the moment. They can't get down to their local um, GA field and and train with their friends. So you you're trying to keep them active as well.
5: Yeah, and, and we're encouraging the coaches to keep in contact with with their players of all ages, and you know to keep them interested. And as well as that, you're you're keeping parents happy as well because you're getting the kids to go outside, especially day like today now with a bit of sunshine. But we, we, they need, like anything, their players are used to being taught what to do. Now they're look, they're, they're they have to be self-disciplined now, and they're um, they're looking for stuff to do. So. Look, they have plenty of time in their hands. It's it's a time to to get more skillful, more fitter, you know, but for, with especially with the younger lads in here, especially it's the, the skills of the game and ball hurling and football.
0: How did this work so James?
5: Very simply, I suppose we get a basic clip from say a gaming goal or Michael Hurley or a Brian Hurley or someone like that. We do a basic skill. Uh, we send it on to every contact we have in Calvary. Um Basically, every coach from under 10 to under 14 will get a, a text from us. The clubs will get an email from us. Uh, all the WhatsApp groups we have will get a, a video of, the a clip of the skill and the Calgary board will put it up on their website and their Twitter site. So Sorry. there should be no issue for any, any coach out there not getting
0: a bit of information. So, like you're you're, you're supplying your and party in the Calvary G E um, coaches. You're supplying this information to the clubs, and, and the clubs can pass that on to their to their players and club yeah. members.
5: Yes, yeah, and it's kind of a, a
0: pyramid kind of a thing coming
5: down from the top. But again, as not leaving out the clubs here, there's loads of clubs doing great stuff, and again, it, it's loads of stuff copying each other there and that's brilliant but um, a lot of coaches mightn't see that so we're sending it directly to their phone so they don't have to go into uh, any website or any Twitter account, we're actually sending it to them straight, direct, because we got all their account details phone numbers from the clubs
0: oh, That's brilliant and like you mentioned earlier, it's going to keep the kids happy and the parents happy but especially for the, uh, on the kids for a second James, there's so many kids you know right across West Cork and even well beyond that they're not in school at the moment and so on. And just to keep these kids active because they're not able to hang out with their friends, they're not able to to do what they've been doing all their lives. So even this little bit of exercise every day, kind of practicing these skills, these fundamental fundamental and basic skills, it's um it's it's very important just to keep these kids active isn't it? A hundred percent,
5: and for the, the the mental state of. All of us, I suppose, in the community as well and, and for the kids themselves that they get out and get the fresh air that they're so used to before. So, about, you know, a lot of times we give you out about sport, about referees and uh, organisations and pitches and everything, but when we don't have it, it's it's a massive loss to the community. So, look, it is what it is. We have to make the best of it and we're trying to help each other out here, and, and we're, we're doing it from at
0: home. And the GA clubs there—they're so important in every community in in, in West Cork. And um, even like we don't have games now, where we, there's there's no training sessions, but clubs are still helping out the local communities. They're helping out the elderly in their in their communities. It's, it's like this is bringing out the the best in people too, and, and the best in GA clubs, James.
5: Yes, and of course, the GA again, and and, and I'm praising the GA here big time, the GA have uh, contacts and clubs in every parish in Ireland, so when there is something as bad as what's happening in the world at the moment in the country, uh, the GA will come to the forefront, and you see it there already with Crow Park and Parky Keeve and Nolan Park and all these places opening up, but the basic stuff on the ground, people just going to the neighbour and uh, do they want a message, from town? Do they want a the prescription picked up? The clubs are, you know, you can see it, I hear it and see it. Um, they're coming to the forefront there because the GA the, the people are the leaders in their parish and that's not taken from any other organisation. There's loads of them. But my certain party they are just from our own connections there. We rang every club in West Carp, seeing what they're doing to help their community. And we're putting groups together there just to pass on information, sharing ideas, what's the do's and don'ts. You just can't rock up outside the person's door and start knocking at the door and say, do you want something? That's not the done thing, no. So it's to get the message out there from the clubs. Um, loads of people are uh, willing to help out, but uh, it's to get the message out there is the thing. So what we've been told is to, any GA club out there that's interested in helping their community to get on to all the different links in the in the parish, the Red Cross, the the Lions community, the nursing community, the Deer Case Centres, all these places, who are helping the
0: elderly and the people in need to, to get their message out there that they are willing to help out in any way they can. And just to explain again, James, if there's any kind of coach um, listening to this podcast now and he, and he wants to get access to these clips and, and these tips, what's the best way to to get his hands on, on on this information?
5: Well, if he's in a club, he can get on to Coaching Officer, if he's not getting a clip at the moment. Um, and if he wants to get onto Twitter's Twitter, it's Coaching, Twitter site, Calgary G A Coaching. And it's a, we're going to start uh um, YouTube channel on the Calgary Coaching main website as well. So the Calgary board are very proactive and Becky and all this fair play to them.
0: Oh, fantastic work uh, big congrats to your, yourself and party crowding this like it's it, it's great to see this like we were saying earlier that people are coming together in in, in these in these times and it brings out the best of people. So great stuff James. Um yeah, fantastic.
5: Okay. And uh, just before you go there, Kieran, it it just we have a you know a player with the older players there it's it's vital that the coaches keep in contact with their players because um, there's a mental side to this as well and to keep pushing them to go kicking the ball off the gable in of all ages because we're all used to being out and, uh, you know, an old text to say go out there and do your bit and keep fit is, is vital in these times.
1: Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash epaper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for Sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star
3: Sport Podcast. And not to labour the point, but obviously there is no live sport taking place in west cork or almost anywhere in the world at the minute but that doesn't mean people don't want to read about sport and thankfully that's where we come in and the star sports section will be there in all its glory in this week's southern star which is still available across west cork and beyond in all shops that sell newspapers so Kieran, what can readers expect what can readers expect even in this week's southern star sports section
2: there's a lot going on in the sports section, as as usual, Jack. Um, and my favourite piece, and I, I usually don't do this, but I have one particular favourite piece in this week's sports section, and it's Orla Cronin's healthy banana bread recipe. Um, Orla Cronin from Inneskeen, she's the fourth-time All ireland winner with, um, uh, with Car Camogie, kind of the best centre-forward in the, the game at Camogie right now. I touched base to her early in the week to ask for any recommendations for Netflix for a piece I'm going to run over the next couple of weeks, and or got like back to me, and she's not a big TV person, but at the moment she told me she's mad into baking and cooking to pass the time, and she's she said she said I could send you out a recipe, and I said please do, and next thing she 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 sent down this recipe for healthy banana bread with a picture, and my God, you could almost smell it through the computer screen how nice this healthy banana bread looks and and tastes. I would say so this week southern star for the first time we have a cooking recipe but it's orla cronin's healthy banana bread recipe and i'd recommend everyone in west cork to pick up the star this thursday for for this recipe alone because we all have time in our hands and I, and I want people to send in their pictures of their healthy banana bread after this jack and see how they compare to orla's because like i said to her she could have a cookbook in the offering by by christmas so um that, that that's one highlight of this week's Southern Star. And have, have you
3: have you made an attempt at cooking this delicious banana bread yet? And if not, why not? And if Orla is listening, is she going to send any banana bread to Southern Star HQ? I know we're not there, but we could maybe get, we could pick it up maybe.
0: Well,
2: at the moment, my hands are full until deadline day is over. But I'm going to get the ingredients checked and then going to give it a go. I suppose my, my cooking of bacon, I can do Rice Krispie Buns after that. It gets a, li- a little bit more complicated, so we'll see how I get on. But she's every step kind of kind of marked out, and it's almost foolproof for someone like me, so even I couldn't get this wrong. So it's well worth checking out Thursday Star for that. We have loads more beside it. I caught up with Owen Barry. He's this the young skipperine Roar who kind of featured on the recent RTE um, program, Big Little Fix. Um, Owen from Machine, he's only... His house is a stone's throw from Gary and Paul's house in the Sheen. Um, Owen was born with an upper limb deficiency, so his his right hand stops a couple of inches um, just below his elbow. But that still hasn't held him back in terms of rowing. He wants to row for Ireland. He wants to row internationally. Two years ago, we carried a story when he rowed his first ever competitive race. And now, thanks to this RT series, that they have a prosthetic arm and an attachment that help him to row better, than ever before he's now able to feather the roar which is turned at a 90 degree angle after the stroke so it's a lovely interview with Owen and we're just delighted to see him still progressing um, other couple of highlights Noel Horgan has selected his top 10 Cork footballers of all time that he's seen play and Noel Horgan as all Southern Star readers will know he's our GA correspondent for Longer Than I've Been Alive he watched his first Cork Championship win back in 1966 so this man has seen more cock footballers than most, so it's a really, really interesting top ten. So worth checking out for that. Can you give there us any? any can
3: you give us any clues as to, to to one or two that have made the list? Maybe don't give us anything too too close to the top, but maybe a modern footballer who's a, or a, who's who's squeezed into Noel's top ten.
2: There is a couple. There's no, actually there isn't too many modern footballers, but. But I say this man from Bantry, who captained Cork to the 2010 All Ireland football final success, makes the list. Um, that's probably given away one of them, but Graham Canty is there. But I think Graham Canty should be in any list. He's a legend of Cork GA. So um, that's one. Check out Torres Estar for the rest of them. Joe um, McCarthy has a very good interview with Drama League para athletes, um, Dunica McCarthy. So that's well, um, well worth checking out, too. Um, Dunica has his. Um, target of the Paralympics which have also been moved to 2021 so a good interview there by um, Gerard McCarthy um, lots going on b- besides that I actually caught up with Sean O'Leary he's a teacher at Beira Community School and they recently won a Munster Under-19D football title and um, big breakthrough for, for Beira GA it's a good news Beira football story so Sean is talking me through I suppose, how the division has come together and how everyone is bought in from the school to the clubs to the board to kind of create an environment where for for, for the school team can now flourish. He was telling me before they might struggle to get 15 players to fill a team, but now their problem is selecting 15 to start because at a recent training session they combined the seniors and the other 16 and a half and so they had 42, 43 kids there in the school training, which is fantastic. Um, also, my column this week, Jack, it's, my foolproof guide on how to survive in a world without live sports I know I've given you a kind of a peak preview of this um, so you're in a better place to judge this than I am but I think it'll strike a chord with a lot of people out there kind of how they can survive this this um, this, this world without live sports um, what were your thoughts on it?
3: Yeah I have to say I, I enjoyed it immensely I, I read it this morning and uh, I have to say I I don't laugh at a lot of things you say but I laughed at this throughout so um yeah no very enjoyable and i look forward to seeing it on the page because i'm sure you have something planned to make it jump off and uh yeah anyone who is struggling like myself and kieran to get through the days without champions league to look forward to the evening or football or hurling match to go to at the weekend it's it's just it's 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 something a bit light-hearted that put a smile on your face and make you think of better times
2: Exactly, exactly. Um a couple of more bits before I finish, Jack. I have a, an interview with a former skipper in Roar Ross O'Donovan, who's um who's now a coach with Lee Valley and he's um he coaches the Lee Valley Junior Twelves. Um obviously they can't get in the water now, um, but he's teaching his crew through kind of online kind of Zoom and, and Google Duo and WhatsApp and stuff. So it's very interesting that that even though the teams can't get in the pitch and crews can't get in the water that these coaches out there are still delivering training sessions to, to their young kids and it's fantastic to see so that's a great story in, in this week's star again and Joe McCarthy has put his neck in the line of and he's also kind of he's listed his top 10 current um, West Cork League players what I initially was looking for it was for for, for to to pick his top 10 West Cork League players of all time um, he didn't deliver that I think he was he, he he was worried about, uh, I suppose, the abusive one for, for a better word that he could face. But he's given me his top ten current West Cork League players. So from players from Doris to Kilty kind of to. Just the before you military, go any um,
3: further, um, before you go any further, I'm curious uh, No, Jack. I'm not <laughs> in it. What?
0: Um, I didn't make the lead
2: It's an outrage, and it's almost my my lead story this week. Jack McCarron did not make Joe McCarthy's top 10 West Cork
3: League players Um, I don't know why I think did any did any Baltimore players make the cut
2: um, I'd be giving away too much if I revealed if anyone did or didn't you'd have to pick up Torres Southern
3: Star like like the rest of our well I will I I will pick it up there's no need to worry about that but just uh, yeah I look forward to seeing that now I'm curious hopefully he at least has included some players from the championship because from my experience, there are some quality players in that league. They're not all Premier League, are they? No, not a couple of Championship players in there too. Kind of, um, I know we've spoken before about your forty-five-yard goal a couple of
2: couple of months back. Kind of still lives long in the memory because you spoke about it enough at work for a couple of weeks after. But you just you, you don't make the cut this time, Jack. But don't give up. Like I might get you to do this every season,
3: so you have something to aim for now. Well, interestingly, then, um, just just on that note, because uh, the reason. I I'd be surprised if he hasn't included a Baltimore player because as it stands we are in the playoff positions and uh so we we should really be if they should if it was if it was my decision we would just be given automatic promotion because it's not looking like the league season is going to be finished anytime soon so he'd want to have included at least one Baltimore player considering we are now a Premier League side based on current situation so there's one shining light to come from the COVID-19 Sports blackout. Um, so, like I said,
2: plenty in this week's player project. Before I finish up, what's an ornament behind you on the table? I'm just—it's—it's it's caught my eye. From what? What is that? Is it a
3: doll? Or I'll tell you now exactly. I don't know if um, listeners will be able to see it. I don't want to. So, if you can, see our listeners, viewers, you can see there. It is a statue who goes by the name of Jimmy. It's a. Uh, a kind of a garden ornament type thing and uh, my grandfather used to live with us when when we were growing up and it was his statue that he used to keep outside his front door and when he died my mother gave it to me so now i always keep it in the house when i live it it's a kind of a pretty lame but there you go you were hoping it was going to be something to embarrass me but it's just a kind of a heartwarming tale jimmy he watches over me at all time, even when i'm talking to you
2: that's kind of backfired to me a small object. Mm. There's nothing I can say after that. No, but like we're saying, like this Thursday at Southern Star, it's in shops across West Cork as normal,
3: and it's online, Jack, isn't it? It is. It's available to purchase online. Just for, go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper, and you can read you can purchase one edition for two euro you can purchase a monthly subscription for nine euro you can purchase a six monthly subscription for 45 euro or you can purchase an annual subscription for 87 euro that works out at less than two euro per week when you subscribe for the full year and we also have postal subscriptions available as well so if you can't make it to the shops and you're not as comfortable reading your newspaper on your phone tablet or or computer for example i personally like to have the physical copy but if you can't make it to the shop, we can deliver to your door. Just get in contact with the Southern Star office. The number is 028-21200, and uh, we'll organise for the Southern Star to be delivered to your front door every Thursday for as long as the current situation remains.
2: And I would urge people like to kind of buy buy a newspaper because you do want some kind of sense of normality and everything going on. And like the Southern Star has been here for 131 years. We're out every Thursday, and we'll continue to deliver all the the news and sport and going going on in in West Cork, and especially I know I've vested interest because it's a sports section, but I do think just allows people just to escape the reality and for for a couple of hours, and it's good entertainment and it takes your mind off what's what's going on. So um, like I said, I know for me telling people to, to buy the Southern Star is a bit obvious, but I do just kind of. Um, Support local businesses and all that kind of we put great effort into it it's a, it's a great product every week and we're working remotely too at the moment which is a, a credit to the whole team at the Southern Star that we're putting together this fantastic paper and we're all spread over different corners of, of West Cork so great team effort by the Star and it will be in the
3: shops on Thursday morning so go out and
2: get your copy either in the shop or online like Jack said
3: and just one final thing to add on that I don't want to labour the point too much because as Kieran said we're clearly shilling for the paper but there is also an element of a trust that's built up with the Southern Star over the 131 mm-hmm. years as Kieran managed. I'm sure anyone who's listening now will have been receiving some fairly out-of-kilter oddball messages from various WhatsApp groups reporting to be news from governments or doctors and most of it is absolute tripe. But one thing you can know for certain, when you get to Southern Star, all the news and sport will be researched like with a fine-tooth comb and everything can be trusted but and I suppose we'll leave it there for this week so thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast we'll be back at the same time next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify YouTube, ACAST, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show